Hello, hello, everybody. It's 6.52 p.m. Central Time on the 9th of February, 2023. It's Thursday here in the United States. Friday already internationally. The weekend is here already for you guys over there. I hope you're doing well. Hope you're ready to have a good weekend. Let's get a display capture turned on. We're here to talk about seismic events. And this should be a somewhat shorter update than normal. I'm not going to go on a whole hour, I don't think. Uh, we are going to be talking about the earthquakes that have struck over here in Turkey again. I have a new update having to do with this. A new moderately deep earthquake has struck down below the location. This is somewhat rare for us to see. Now, the deep earthquakes are raised higher off the globe so you can see them more easily. And it's only in the, I think, 2 to 3.0 range, the deep earthquake. And it's, let's see, let's see if I can get even get that highlighted here. It's going to be so hard to even select this quake on top of all the others. Uh, right here, I think. Okay. Well, maybe I can't even get it. Hold on. Might not be able to even get the info. There's so many on the screen here. Finding which one it is is going to be next to impossible. Okay, uh, anyway, the reason I wanted to show this to you, uh, again, we don't need to select the exact earthquake. You can see it raised high off the globe. It's down about 250 kilometers deep, and that's in comparison to the earthquakes up above it, shallow at the surface. Now, I'm going to turn down the rings, or maybe we could even turn off the rings, and that's going to show us the earthquakes spreading back over to the Iran border now. Now, yesterday when I did my update, we talked about the distance from down here at Palestine-Israel location back up through uh, Lebanon, going all the way over here to the Iran border. We were talking about the potential of this reaching over to the Iran border. Now, I'm going to open a USGS map here just to show you why this is significant. And I've been talking about this for several days since the Turkish earthquake happened. You see these red lines here on the screen. These are the plate boundaries as designated by the USGS, and you'll see there's a big open area here where they have no plate boundary marked across Turkey. Now, the earthquakes over the past two days, three days, have gone down, like I said, all the way down here to the Dead Sea area at Palestine, Israel, and then we go back up through Lebanon, back up to the plate boundary in Iran, and that's what we talked about looking for. Now, the USGS does not have these earthquakes on their feed. They are in the 2 and 3.0 range. So USGS omitting some of those just by lack of reporting. But you should be able to see it. It's a stepping stone path of the same size quakes all the way across the area. Now, the deep earthquake down below it. Oh, maybe I can get it selected here. 257 kilometers deep. There it is. It's a 2.6 at 257 km deep. Something's going on down below Turkey now. Now, it's just small at the moment, but it's rare. We don't normally see this. So if there's something going on down below, where is it happening? It's happening at the furthest west most point, westernmost point of the area that's breaking. The sevens struck in the middle. Fours, 4.5, went down to the south. 4.5 went back up to the northeast. We're connecting all the way across. It's the plate boundary. It's breaking right here, down below still. Now, it's just small right now, but whenever we see deep earthquakes, I usually look for shallower, larger earthquakes to accompany these within a few days. So I don't think we're done in Turkey yet. It looks like it's breaking still, and we don't have very much large earthquake activity going across Europe yet, except for a 4.9 and some 4s going up into Italy. 
Now, there are some smaller earthquakes striking in Italy on the western coast of Italy, and that is far more rare to see. We normally see in Italy on the east and central side of Italy. So I do want to go look this up and just see where it is in Italy directly, like what's there at the epicenter. And come along with me. We'll go find out together. I have no idea what's right there. So, Oh, wow. Well, hold on. Okay, I'm glad I checked. So do you see this here? Campi Flegri. Campi Flegri is a 13-kilometer-wide caldera that encompasses part of Naples, Italy, and extends to the south beneath the Gulf of Pozzuoli. Episodes of significant uplift and subsidence, that's sinking, within the dominantly trachytic caldera have occurred since Roman times. In other words, it's somewhat like Yellowstone in as much as it breathes, it inflates and deflates. Now, look what we're right next to. We're right next to the famous Mount Vesuvius. And if you're not aware of that, that's the famous town of Pompeii down at the bottom or the foot of the volcano that was buried in the pyroclastic flow and uh, they found the old Romans or beyond that were uh, preserved. Well, they're not preserved, but their bodies were kind of encased in ash. And Okay, that's Pompeii anyway, right there that's right next to it at Vesuvius. And it's pretty rare. We don't normally see activity there. It's, again, like I said, over on the east side. So we have to pay attention when we start seeing big volcanoes along the Italian western coast start to move. And we're looking for 6.0 level activity or 5.9 to strike off the coast of eastern Italy in the Adriatic Sea. The reason I'm looking in the Adriatic Sea is because this is in the Adriatic Sea. The red line, the plate boundary. So on this side, though, on the western side of this J-shaped plate boundary, that's where we're seeing the activity break out right now. Up north, 4.0 in swarm. Central, 4.0 in swarm. South, new deep earthquake down below all the way over here at Turkey. Deep earthquake here, big break here, spread going up, expected into Italy, and then the volcanoes start to move. So something's going on down below, and it's coming up to the surface, and as it comes up, it's affecting the adjacent volcanoes pretty far to the west. This is about a 1,000 miles over to the west. So the potential in Turkey exists, I think, for an additional noteworthy-sized earthquake to break out on the western side of here in the next several days, unless the energy escapes out like we're looking for that I would look for a new additional significant-sized earthquake to break out in western central Turkey. Or, I'm sorry, central Turkey, western side of the break that's happening here. I hope I'm wrong. We'll know in a few days. I would consider this to be an earthquake forecast, actually, so if you're watching, please let the people in Turkey know now that I'm looking for an additional earthquake to break out here solely based upon this new deep earthquake raised somewhat higher off the globe, like a little pin in a pin cushion there, that something's pushing up on the underside here or breaking over to the west, and whenever we see a break across an area that's not normally broke, it's usually bigger than everything around it right now. So two days, we have fours, fives, and near sixes. I would look for something bigger than six to strike over to the west, and this is now spreading out hundreds and hundreds of miles in all directions, so you can't call them aftershocks. It's spreading out. It's an additional break that's happening. And it, you see where the break is happening. One more time, I have to drive this home. Some kind of plate boundary here is shifting. It's not just faults. It's a huge break happening here going all the way down, following the plate boundary, down into the Dead Sea area. 
and it should be going over to the west soon, but it's going to the west this way, across central Turkey, this way, and we're breaking down below here instead of going down and flowing out and up. And if that breaks across, we're going to get another new earthquake that's significant, I think. I hope I'm wrong. Okay, now, let's go over and talk about the rest of the earthquakes going across Europe because Gibraltar started to move with just small activity heading out to the west. Look at this one more time, USGS map. What's over to the west of Gibraltar? Well, look, it's our plate boundary again, and it goes out to a T intersection out at the Azores. And that's the path the earthquakes are taking currently. When we get a break over here, and I'm looking for this in Italy, we should also see a break somewhere near 5.0 happen down here at Gibraltar. I didn't even put that in the forecast. Most people don't even pay attention. North of Morocco, south of Spain, right here at Gibraltar, we'd look for a new 5. And then, when that happens, I'd look for the flow to go down this way. Down to the Canary Islands. Okay. So that hasn't happened yet. We're looking for that to happen. That'll be by the end of the week, most likely. Uh, this coming week, uh, five days, seven days from now at the most. Now check this out. Look at this. Even the untrained eye should be able to see that these earthquakes here going out of China, back down to Indonesia, and across the Indian Ocean are equally spaced apart. Almost perfectly, like a giant letter L or a right angle. Now this 4.6, this 4.7, and this 4.7 are like a line going out across from Indonesia, following over to Africa. Now you'll notice I've got an arrow just south of there pointing in the same direction and the same length. That's no coincidence. The arrow's been on there for years. This is what we watch for normal to happen. We'll see a build-up here, and we'll see a transfer go across over to here. Now this is just north of the red line, but it's the same-sized earthquakes. 4.7, 4.7, and a 4.7. This one was downgraded, by the way, to a 4.6. It's three of the same-sized earthquakes in a day equally spaced, going across a huge area. Now, how is that? How is that happening? It's some kind of very low frequency or ultra-low frequency wave that's passing through here. It's that all three earthquakes over the course of two days were caused by the same sized wave spreading out across this whole area. So a wave or a power worth or equal to 4.7 spread across this whole area and dropped off three equal distant, equidistant spaced earthquakes in the course of two days. And so I would think the peak of the wave came up here, peak of the wave came up here, and peak of the wave reaches to the tail end over to the west, like bookends and in the middle. Now look to the north, look where that goes. It goes up and over to the west into the Gulf of Aden. It also goes up to the east, northeast, and branches out equally on both sides. You see that? It's like two number sevens. One's backward shape, one's forward shape. This should divide and go to the north and up to the west. Hasn't happened yet, but we should see new 4.6s, 4.7, something like that, go up over and around through Iran, and up over and around and back up into where they all come together, where our big break is taking place. A new flow is coming in right now. Now this lone 4.1, slightly less, right? Well, we're going up into a plate and around the bend of the plate. Let me show it. We're going up and around, and it loses a little energy, the, the wave, as it goes up and around a steep bend of the plate, and it's heading over to the west as well. The whole area is moving in the mid-range 4 to upper 4 level. That's all today. West Pacific, nothing's changed in the last day. Take a look at it, actually, today. It's gone somewhat quiet compared to what we were looking for 
um, you know, a few weeks back. It's gone really quiet. But now here we are, and we're watching for a new large earthquake to break out right here in the middle of where the three sets of overlapping rings of the current earthquakes in the last day. See where they all overlap? We're watching at this S-shaped bend for a new break to take place. We're down to, what, a couple more days we're watching for a new earthquake to break out here between Point Nemo, Fiji, and the Kermadec Islands north of New Zealand. Both earthquakes, Indonesia and Point Nemo, we're looking for up to 7.0. Hasn't happened yet. Across the Pacific we go, and there's not much new earthquake activity to talk about except for a mid-range 5, a 5.4, and a 5.0. If you add them together, it equals 5.5. Right on our X. Tail end of the plate boundary, right where all the arrows point. And if we go back a few days, take all these fours, add them together, equals about... Mid-range 5 at the most. Well, actually, no. I'm sorry. It equals 5.0. And coming across on the north side, 5.0. And another 5.5. Now, wait. What's the difference between a 5.5 down here on the X and a 5.5 up here going around the outside edge of the plate? Let me show you one more time. I told you guys to look for this. Same-sized earthquakes up here that we see down here. Going around both sides of the plate. 5.5 up here. 5.5 down here. And the new 5.5 that struck up in the Caribbean, we have a new warning going over now to the east for a 5.5 to strike Dominican Republic Haiti. It's already reached around to the south all the way to the pinnacle tip down to the south. It's going around to the north now. Again, one more time, two of the same size quakes. 5.5 on the north side and all the way down here, 5.5. Okay, well, you have to add them together, but... 5.4 plus a 5 equals 5.5. Okay, now let's go up into Alaska. Guys, hush, hush. Hush, hush. Things went quiet. And I don't like quiet in an earthquake-prone zone. When I say quiet, I mean there are some small earthquakes. Don't get me wrong. But the number of earthquakes has dropped off. Look at the zeros. Let's look at the last day. Here's zeros, ones, twos, threes, fours, etc. for the last day and a half. Notice anything? All right, we have to go back two days to get a four up in the North Pacific at all. But just a little itty-bitty stepping stone path of earthquakes going up into Alaska compared to what normally is going on. Yes, there are stacks. This stack here and this stack here, right next to two well-known volcanoes. Vanyaminoff Volcano here. And Mishkin? No. Oh, dang, I can't remember the name of the other volcano. Let me look. I'll remember going forward. Don't worry. Why can I not? Where is it? Mishkin? I thought it... No, Katmai. Man, that's way different. Mishkin. Where did I come up with that? Okay, Katmai. Katmai. So at Katmai Volcano and all the way down here at Vaniaminoff Volcano. Those are the two swarms that we see here stacked up off the screen. Those are active. They actually erupt, but I, I don't think they're going to erupt now. We haven't seen them on the list or anything, but there are stacks of earthquakes there. Meanwhile, it's just onesie-twosies, like a pincushion again. Some are deep, some are shallow, going all the way across Anchorage, up to the north, all the way basically to Mount McKinley. And we're looking for a new near 5.0, right at 5 to strike here next to Harp, of all places, just north by northeast. 
of Anchorage in the middle of all those earthquakes. That's the only reason I said harp. I mean, it's not that harp is causing the quake or anything. I'm, I'm serious. It's just that's the middle of the spot. Just so happens to be there this time. There's many times in the past where it strikes down to the south, guys. So seriously, I'm not saying it's related to harp. Anyway, it's gone somewhat quiet compared to where we normally would be, but then the volcanoes start to do some swarming, so something's coming in, and that's why we're watching up to the north. Hawaii, we're down to the last day of the watch for Hawaii, and our warning is for a five to strike. If it doesn't hit by tomorrow, I have to cancel the warning. We're only at 3.0 right now, and we're right along the coast. Two threes. That's way, 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 way under. Again, two magnitudes, 100 uh, times power less. Got stacks of earthquakes. That's no change. There's nothing to report in change-wise other than we're down to the last day and we're looking for that five to come rolling in. Again, it should hit by tomorrow. If it doesn't, I'll cancel the warning and beat myself up. All right, now, United States lower 48. Let's go in and take a quick look at what's going on. Of course, I did my update yesterday. Talking about the rare earthquake off the East Coast next to Delaware. They zapped. I, who's they, right? The Air Force beta, radar zapped the border with Virginia and North Carolina right here. Okay, right there. I issued a warning for this spot for earthquake activity near 4.0 or greater to strike here. Then it gets zapped by the radar yesterday from right here. And then, after they zapped the location, an earthquake struck right next to them. Now, it's under what I was looking for by about a magnitude and a half or more. It's about two magnitudes under. 100 times less power striking over to the east. Did they rob the energy? I, I, again, I, I don't think so. I think they were looking at the location that I issued the warning at. It could be chance or coincidence they were looking at it. But whatever, they had the beam targeted over the area. Then an earthquake struck next to them instead of where I issued the warning. That is a fact. Now, is it going to still strike down here at the border? I'm still watching for several more days. We have four or five more days in the watch. But on day two of this, they zap it up. Literally, or day one. One day after I issued the warning for the Virginia-North Carolina border, all of a sudden the radar starts pointing there and zapping. And then an earthquake strikes next to the station that zapped it. I, I just have to tell you about it. I don't. People ask me, are they doing it on purpose? I'm not Sherlock Holmes, guys. I can't assign you know, motives, all I can do is show you that it's happening. Now, up to the north, nothing's changed at Yellowstone except for a new round of earthquakes. It's not as much as it was yesterday. We still have a stack. And the magnitudes are leveling off in the mid-range 1 level. I've got a warning going for 4.5 plus up here in the northwest, up in Idaho for a couple more days. Up in the far northwest, Washington, I, hardly anything, just a 1 Next to Mount Rainier. And that's it. No earthquakes reported across Oregon. No earthquakes reported across the rest of Washington. Again, like 1-1. One, one, and this is from yesterday. The 1.2 up to the north. As we go down to the south, we go, like I said, we go right up to the border of Oregon. No earthquakes reported again. Whatever. Now, they did throw an earthquake out here in the Juan de Fuca Fracture Zone. 3.4. Like I said, I don't think I'm getting a real picture on what's going on out here. Could be a way bigger earthquake. What if this was a 5? Wouldn't it matter? 1.5 magnitude bigger. They throw a 3.4 out there. Anyway, new earthquake out there. It's the same size as what struck Southern California. Check it out. 
Southern California got a 3.4 to 3.5. Now, what's down in Southern California? Look at the name of this place. It's called Colinga. Now, they're not doing coal mining there, so don't worry. It's The name comes from the old railroad drop-off where they would drop off coal for other trains to pick up on the way back east back in the day. But now, all it is is oil, oil and gas. Large oil and gas pumping operations all over the place here. And they go on for miles in all directions. And we have tens of thousands of drill points all across the area. That was just four or five of them, and it just goes on and on and on and on and on. Okay, anyway, San Andreas right there. We jump over now into the valley. Now, I've been talking about this for several days, that normally the flow goes down the San Andres. Let's get all the smaller earthquakes on here. You'll be able to actually physically see this where the earthquake struck. You see the diagonal line going through the creeping section. Now, we get down here, and we jump over into the valley with a 3.4, 3.3 in swarm. Two small earthquakes from yesterday, we can get those out of there. But you still see it. We go over to the valley next to the drill points. Why does this matter? Because over the last week, we bypassed this area. And we kept going down the San Andreas, feeding into the south. Now notice, in the last day, down south, it's gone quiet. Why? The flow up here has been cut off and directed over to the oil pumping operations. Mother Nature directed a path of least resistance coming down the San Andreas, and it's easier to jump over to the pumping operations than it is to carry on down the locked San Andreas. And that's what's happening. That's why we just got the same-sized earthquake down here at the valley as we did up here off the coast. They're exactly the same size, 3.4 and a 3.3 in a swarm. I have a warning going down south in Southern California for a few more days. We're watching for up to 4.9. The flow is coming down to the south. It's right here right now. There it is, the incoming wave. When it impacts down here into the south, it should make it up to 4.9. Now, meanwhile, along the California-Nevada border, also hush-hush compared to where we normally are. Look, it's gone quiet. If I'm wrong on this and the energy goes doesn't go down to the south, it'll go to the east. It's not going to disappear. This this flow, this wave is not going to disappear. It's coming down the California fault systems, including the San Andreas, but it's going over into the oil pumping. But at the border, this is low. We see big stacks of earthquakes here on a daily basis, and this has gone down. So why is it going down? The flow is directed. Misdirected. Well, redirected. Because this is the way it normally flows, down to the south and south by southeast. Looks like it's getting ready to hit in Southern California. Anything else change over to the east? Let's go take a quick look. Dutchman's draw was hit directly last night. After I mentioned it, this is so freaky, guys, because it's not like it gets hit all the time. I talked about the Dutchman's draw and how the previous earthquake was somewhat far away. And I just showed it to you and I joked around about my name and blah, 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 blah. Anyway, new earthquake just struck at it. See where it says C. Miller Butte, Wolf Hole Mountain, unnamed? Dutchman's Draw. Dutchman's Draw, ironically, my wife's maiden name is Miller. <laughs> Not saying it's named after me. It's way older than me, guys. Just weird. Anyway, yesterday we were talking about this one. And now a new quake strikes right next to Dutchman's Draw. All right, whatever. 
up to the east by far northeast. We go up here into Utah. Emory, Utah. You want to see what's there? It says negative 3.3 kilometer depth. What, are we up in the sky or something? No, we're three kilometers up. We're up in mountains. Slight miscalculation on depth calculation. Up in the mountains, we are elevation at 8,513 feet above sea level. That's why it's registering above sea level like that, guys. Anyway, take a look where we are. See where it says oil. See where it says Ferron. Starting at Ferron, Utah, going up to the north, we have a large oil pumping operation. There's a shadow of our jack, of our pump, of our well. Nearest. That's marked. That's the nearest marked. There are others that go out into the mountains. They're somewhat a little harder to see. And this is imagery from June of 2022. So it is updated imagery that we have now on this. I've been waiting so long to get updated imagery out of here to find out where the nearest drill points are. Now, I'm going to go scour this, and I'll, of course, have this updated by my next update. But now that we've got 2022 imagery from this height and 2019 still from... No. Okay, good. So you start to see how many they've done recently in addition to where we were previously. We, all these are different oil wells, guys, through the forestry clear cuts. Now, start getting numbering in the hundreds of wells at this point. We'll wait for this imagery to load so you can really see it. There it is. Now, we go across the mountains and it doesn't stop. We literally go through the mountains with the oil pumping. Do you see the pads there? In the mountain peaks themselves? We go across and back down the other side. And I don't know if you're going to be able to make it out at if you're looking on a phone or something. So I'll try and, again, I'll zoom in so you can see these. Okay, now, that's nothing. Those hundreds of wells that I just showed you is just absolutely nothing compared to what I'm about to show you. All of these are drill points. I'm going to back it out so you can see how big it goes. It goes through the farm fields on this side, around and through the farms directly. And across this way, through the fields, every little pad that you see here, bam, 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 bam. And we get down here, and it starts to look like, it looks like it's been done haphazardly, but it's they're just all over the place. These are all drill points, every single one of them. All right. So now we're numbering in the tens of thousands, wouldn't you say? And let me just show you what I just showed you. Here's the state of Utah. All of this drilled, going down this way, down to where our earthquake is. So an earthquake on the edge of the biggest start of the drill points. Again, this is one of the bigger drilled areas in the West, and we're on the edge of it. It's not a coincidence. It's the same reason that the volcanoes are getting hit. They're weak points in the plate, and I got in such trouble and just slammed so hard for showing this stuff starting in 2011. Professionals weighed in and said, well, of course, they're shills for the uh, oil industry and deniers or whatever you want to call them. They showed up denying that there was a relation between the drill points 
and the earthquake striking next to them. They tried to blame it on wastewater disposal after a few years because it was undeniable. It is undeniable. Now look at the earthquakes going down out of Texas. What would you do if I told you everything down in here in Texas is drilled too? See where it says White City, New Mexico? It's not New Mexico. Look, look how far inside of Texas's border we are. We're 30 miles inside of Texas's border. But anyway, USGS listing it out of New Mexico. Don't want to draw attention to Texas. You know, who sponsors the USGS a lot, right? Now, do you see these? What are those? These are just like what I was showing you up in Utah. Now, you see these ponds here. They're lined with black liners. They actually let these fill up with rainwater. So that's not like oil or anything, guys. They actually collect fresh water in here. They'll suck the water out, mix it with toxic chemicals, and put it down into the ground. Now, Texas is known for its pumping operations, but when you start to see how many there are, you see these? See how many there are? Those aren't houses. Those are all oil wells. This is just one Texas county. Now, they've done the whole edge of the Craton this way. You see? It's a lot. I'm not against oil and gas. But when you start doing this amount of drilling along the edge of the North American Grayton that makes a bend through Texas right here, you see the do you see the bend in the Grayton edge? Let me turn off all my borders and labels and everything. Comes down out of New Mexico, makes a bend through Texas. It almost looks like a river there, but that's a bulge. This is a thousand foot rise goes up through Dallas and makes a bend through Arkansas and Oklahoma and then goes over the New Madrid seismic zone and back up the East Coast. Okay, that's the way the earthquakes are going. And that matches this. Down through Texas, back up through Oklahoma, and over to the East Coast. And out West, too, it matches up perfect with the deformed edge of the Craton, the purple part, going right up to the rusty brownish part, the interior portion, the more stable part of the craton. And then we come in and drill out the more stable part of the craton. And guess what? A bunch of earthquakes, same size as what's on the West Coast, creep out over to the East. Now, it's already done this for millennia, I think. That's why it's shaped and bent this way to begin with. But with the drill points along it, it's aiding the flow to go across. Like perforations in a piece of cardboard can aid for it to bend. Okie dokie, that's your update for the West Coast. So we're still watching down here in Southern California. And it's gone quiet in other areas, which I don't like quiet. Sometimes it seems like they've just like, you know, stopped reporting or whatever. But back to it all the way around the rest of the planet, guys. Take a look at the spacing on these quakes one more time. I don't know how the professionals miss this. I'm not dogging them or anything, but it's just the same spread. It's It's a wave that's spreading out across huge distances and it's, trying to equalize across the planet. It's coming up from down below. The deep earthquakes are the source of this. Down below the plates, energy is coming up and then spreading up and out. Following those red lines that I showed you over and over and over again on the USGS map here. Coming up from down below the Pacific and then spreading out away across over to Europe, spreading out and around over to the United States, spreading across over to Central and South America. But it all begins down below here. And now that we have a new earthquake down below here over in Turkey, it's much more rare. 
again, we uh, only a handful of deep earthquakes happen here. I could probably count them on one hand for this past year. So when I see something like that, I watch for something larger to pop up next to it. And unfortunately, this is in Turkey where there's already now death toll is now reached. What do they say? Last time I checked yesterday, it was at 12,000 death toll and uh, roughly 100,000 people seriously injured. It's the most I've, I've seen or heard of in forever. It's a lot of people. And with a new potential large earthquake coming, if this does not escape out over to Italy and across Europe and a new deep earthquake down below it, it's just something to watch. I'm not trying to panic anybody. But what I would do if I saw a new deep earthquake like this, I live there and there's a new deep earthquake down below, I would probably, if I live in a structure that's concrete or cinder block and I'm in a 100-mile radius around where that new deep earthquake is in central Turkey, I would sleep by the door for the next several days. I would. I would have my bags packed and have it ready to go and run outside if I need to. That's what I would do. I hate to give that kind of advice because now they tell their citizens to go outside. They do. They tell their citizens to get out of their structures because of the, the way they're built. Here in the United States and in the Western, you know, more modern build, they tell you to take shelter underneath a table or a desk because it's somewhat assumed that your structure is not going to be fully collapsing on you. But over there, they tell people to go outside and get out as quick as possible. So that's what I would do for the next few days is I'd be watching very closely for the potential of another 7.0 range quake or something close to it, upper 6 to low 7. And in that area where that new deep earthquake is ha hammering in underneath, right down below the plate, something's breaking down below the plate. It's just a 2 now, but that allows for the break to come up. And when it comes up, it's shallower and larger. Hope it's just a 4 or 5 and it doesn't really cause much damage. Hope for the best it's just a deep 2. It's not like it's a deep six or something down below Turkey. It's just a deep two. You can see it here on the left-hand side of the screen again right now, raised high off the globe. It's just a deep two. So it's not like these deep fours that are going on right now. Just something small is breaking below Turkey. But that's leading me to watch this spot for the potential for something larger, especially since it's some kind of plate boundary thing that's breaking here that no professional is talking about right now. It's a lot to take in, guys. It really is. And um, with with the toll being what it is, and I mean, international support. I've never seen this before, but even people who are political enemies of certain ideologies, or whatever, everybody's pitching in to try to help Turkey. As far as I can tell. I haven't, I haven't seen one government or one jerk released out there except for maybe some, you know, talking head on online or something. But it seems like the rest of the world is pitching in to help Turkey. If you can help, do it. Something. I, 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 don't, I don't recommend charities or anything. You guys will find that kind of stuff. But if you can do it, do it. If you can send something to help, whether it's food or clothes or anything, do it. You have no reason not to unless you're financially destitute, can't just can't do it. Uh, I would do it. That's what I'm going to be doing. I'm not going to brag about it. I'm not even telling you guys. I'm just telling you that you should go do it. I'm doing it. You should do it. And it doesn't have to be money. You could probably find some clothing or some other item that will make its way over there because all the countries are collaborating to get this shit over to them. Pardon my language. To get this stuff over to them. It's stuff they need. Stuff that they need that we might have extra of. 
there's other people like, take care of the people in your own country. Why don't we take care of the poor? Okay, go do it, dude. But I'm just talking about these people are begging for help, literally need it beyond, beyond belief. It's freaking cold over there, and there tens of thousands of structures are destroyed. So a bunch of people who aren't normally homeless, who aren't used to the outside, are suddenly thrust outside. So if you care about the homeless, what would you care about thousands of people who've never been homeless that are suddenly homeless? We would want to take care. People who have been homeless for a long time at least know how to somewhat take care of themselves on the streets. God, I can't believe this is all happening. I can believe it's happening, but it's just a lot to take in at once. It's to go from zero to 60 like this in the course of a week, earthquake-wise. It's a bit of seismic whiplash. All right. Anyway, new deep earthquake down below the location. Now i got to watch it even more. It is what it is. I'm not complaining. I'm just telling you. All right. Now, I would like to encourage everybody to listen to what I'm about to tell you. You need to take the time to develop an emergency kit. The emergency kit thing will come in handy for all sorts of things, whether it's severe weather, whether it's an earthquake, whether it's a flood and you have to evacuate. You can have a change of clothes, a set of shoes, seasonal specific. You also need to have extra batteries to charge your things or to power your things. I would not rely on my phone for the flashlight. That'll drain it real quick. And you need the phone to possibly send text messages and other things during an emergency. You also need to have an extra ID or extra documentation so that you can get a new ID. You need to have that stuff into a bag just in case you get displaced. Think about your pets. They need proper documentation if you want to take them into anywhere, if you have to go somewhere. And think about loved ones who might not be prepared. You might want to have some extra. Think about medicines that you might require or just things over the counter that you might want. You might get a headache. You might want some aspirin. I'm just reminding you, extra set of keys. I remind my viewers regularly, but they get really annoyed by all this. I'm just telling you to do it so that when something happens, you'll at least be, you won't be one of those people that's like completely destitute, that doesn't have anything with you. You'll at least have something to change into clothes-wise, and you'll at least have something to, to get you going, or at least so you're not completely without anything. I tell you to have some extras because there's going to be a boatload of people who do not prepare, and they'll come asking you for stuff, and you'll feel either really bad or they might come try to take it unless you have something to give them. Self-defense is something you have to think about, too, and that sucks because, you know, what do you tell people? What are you, what are you supposed to be, Bruce Lee? You're supposed to have some kind of, like, sword or crossbow or a gun or something? Oh, yeah, that's great. But what do you do? If you have a family to protect and you've got a little bit of food and stuff and other people come stepping, what are you going to do? Are you going to give it to them and just hope for the best? I don't know. And there will be people doing that, unfortunately. You know how people get when they get into a, a fight-or-flight mode? Some people go crazy. Anyway, don't be scared. You need to be prepared so that way you're not one of those people. I would probably even turn into a freak if I didn't have anything and I was like destitute and didn't plan and prepare. 7.31 p.m. Central Time. On the 9th of February, 2023, much love to all of you. Thank you for listening. 
and I will get this uploaded over to YouTube. The only change in what I, what we have going on here is a new deeper quake down below Turkey. That's the new change. All the other warnings still stand. If you didn't hear the areas where I warned, you can rewind or go watch my video from yesterday, okay? Much love, everybody. Peace out.